check, 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 check. Hey. <laughs> 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 It's a pretty ineffective way to check levels. <laughs> I see you, and you see me, and we're and it's something to see. Oh, girl, I gotta know. Are you letting me in or letting me go? Oh, I. When we're searching for lies, you can't escape my eyes. Private eyes are watching you. They see your every move. Private eyes are watching you. A private eyes. And what if what if Michael McDonald jumped in? A private eyes. How was that? You know, I, I mean, usually I I like play around, make fun of you. Yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> that was bad? That was so bad. Oh. I was, look, I was as your friend, as your uninterrupted lifelong friend, I need to hold you accountable to yourself because I, I think you're better than that. You didn't even like the Michael McDonald part? I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was fantastic. I mean, what pitch. when you say starting it off strong... Usually part of that strength is the listener's ability to recognize what you're saying. You didn't know that but there, you didn't know that was private eyes? Not until you got to the uh until the end of that. Man, I've, oof, that hair. was that one was <laughs> I thought it was I thought you were really gonna like it. I, I got so I was so excited that you were singing. You haven't sat, you haven't serenaded me in two weeks. <laughs> well, I sang last week, didn't I? I think I prompted you. Uh, I us. <laughs> I'm watching you, watching you. Funny thing, I did see Hall of Notes one time with P Dog, and I'll let you take one guess as to who else was on the bill. Oh, was it the King Yachtsman himself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was Michael McDonald. I sent I sent Joey a picture this week of a Mercedes Benz. Uh one of the uh I think more reasonably priced priced Mercedes, not like a super special Mercedes, just a regular ass Mercedes sitting in the probably a 2012 Mercedes yeah. with a vanity plate that said oats. <laughs> Yeah, and spelled like like Daryl or uh, who is it? Daryl Hall and John Oates. John like Oates, John Oates yeah. spells his last name with an E. Yeah, he sent it to me, and then I was like, "Oh, you think it's him?" And then we got on to like, I had the idea of like, "Oh, I bet it's Hall just fucking with Oates." And then you said that <laughs> Hall just has a stack of fifty plates. <laughs> he just bought them all up. He bought every doesn't plate. Matter, doesn't matter where. Where John lives, he can't get a, Montana, Hawaii. You can't get that license with him. plate. It's and it, it's well known that Hall is a huge asshole and actually doesn't like oats. So I could see it happening. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. They they just they just perform together. They don't. They're not friends. Yeah, that's what inspired that. Who's the um? Which one's the one that has that TV show of being in the garage? 
like musicians come and play. Oh, that's Daryl. Daryl Hall. Yeah. And he's the asshole. Yeah. He sure to have a lot of people coming around and play music with him. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm sure, maybe he's not an asshole to his friends. He ain't friends with Oates. You ever watch that show? Uh, yeah. P Dog sent me some of those. Uh, friend of the show, P Dog, sent me some of those clips from that. Pretty good. Yeah, usually, usually it's really engaging. Yeah, I have. Is he still doing it? I hadn't seen one in a while. I think well, he's man, probably not doing it right knows. now, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who, who's doing anything? It these was. Days? Uh, <laughs> what's up with doing things? <laughs> um, <laughs> that that concert with it was like a set of Hollow Notes, and then it was Michael McDonald's set, and then they did a medley of hits that they had already done earlier in the show together. And that it sounds, let me just go on record right now and say that's awesome. <laughs> it was, it was exactly what you think it would be. It's just, yeah. you know, them, them out, trying to outdo each other. And then Michael McDonald just, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, that's, that's, what is he, the orangutan in jungle book? Just, <laughs> Just uh, just making random guttural noises, you know, embellishing. <laughs> Welcome to episode one thirty five of All I Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, "What's the hype?" I'm your host, Jay. Don't, start, don't, don't you dare start leaving dead air <laughs> after that question, Mr. Lastly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I hear you. I'm I hear you. I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you're in a bad mood today. I thought you were going to be in a good mood. No. Yeah, sweet peeing your weedies this morning. Yo, hold on one second. What? <laughs> okay. Right. What was that for? Well, I just figured you're gonna edit that out. I had to switch Wi-Fi networks because the thing kept staring at me, saying it was like one little uh, line. I'm not editing that out. I, I thought you were injecting. <laughs> I thought you were being an asshole by injecting some dead space in there. Since I got you with the question, <laughs> yep, so the question was the hype. What's the hype? Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> dead air. Uh. Uh, so what's up, man? What's up? Just uh, well, I'll tell you. I don't think he listens to it anymore, but it's Fast Eddie's birthday. Happy birthday, Fast Eddie! And uh, your boy Dan got through surgery just fine. Oh, good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. And Mikey, Mikey sent some book recommendations via email, so the email does work. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, it goes to you too? Yeah, I, I get it too. I think I had it forwarded oh. to both of us. So Nice. I don't know if I can reply to it from that address or not, but uh well, we should probably shouldn't have said anything and not even replied to him and just, <laughs> just don't acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you did you forward the recommendation on to Dan? Yeah, I did. He yeah. said he said I'll be checking him out. Yeah. First he was like, I don't know. Mikey's had some suspect opinions in the past, but I'll give him a chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, you know, and I think the biggest development of the week, and, and maybe this, maybe I'm stepping on your hype still out, 
is that this week I decided rather than just forward you the text messages from Bill, we've created a group chat and I just basically a witness to the two of you out funnying each other. <laughs> you just, it's just text between me and Bill and then you have an iPhone so you're able to click the laugh emote or whatever thing <laughs> where which is weird to me because on Android you can't do that. It's like yeah. where it says groove laughed at whatever <laughs> stupid thing we were saying. <laughs> Always appreciate Bill's Bill's quickly becoming the super fan. Putting everybody else to shame. Well, he's, what he's doing is I think he's positioning himself for a guest appearance. Or a takeover. I'm, I'm needing... Yeah, yeah, just because <laughs> Bill's podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he just kicks us both out. <laughs> yeah, I just want to listen to his podcast. I do, too. I want to, I want to, he, you know what you need to do is you need to have him on your... Jaws podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My Jaws. That's all we talk about is Jaws. I know. uh, I know. Yeah, that's all we talk about. What's the name of it? Uh, Tales from the Orca. Exactly. See? Case in point. (laughs) (laughs) What if I just had a podcast that was just about Jaws? It's just me. There's no co-host. Talk about (laughs) Jaws. Like you've already gone through the whole, you know, there's that, uh, there was a podcast that was doing called one heat minute and they would only watch one minute of the movie heat per episode and they would break it down Yeah, and they would have a lot of different guests on and it expanded out into a much larger podcast, but that was the concept. Did they finish it? I stopped listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That seems like maybe some diminishing returns on that. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? What you got for housekeeping? Uh, nothing, man. Shout out to Ninja T, as always. Yeah. You know, ain't nobody else listening but him and Bill now, so. Well, Dance and, and we're at, maybe, we, maybe we create a group text with, with we combine the two separate group texts. With- <laughs> yeah, we have a group text with Ninja T that, that gets a lot of activity. We should just stop doing the podcast and just... <laughs> Have a group text <laughs> with the people we want to talk to. <laughs> It'd be a lot less work. Oh shit! <laughs> You're right, but then you know they they won't have anything to text about. No. See, we're the, we get the ball rolling. Yeah, we grease the gears. Conversation Joey. starter. What's up? Well, I'll tell you what's up. This is both hype and not hype at the same time. Okay. Is this your a couple months ago, I, I, I saw this website, and I got excited, <clears throat> really, really excited. And I don't ever post to Facebook, right? I mean, I think you can attest to that. Yeah, you don't. And um, you ain't even ever told me happy birthday on there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You're right. I mean, if it wasn't going to do anything on Facebook. <laughs> so it tells you when my birthday um, is. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the least effort you could do. <laughs> I don't get on it, man. I yeah, just okay. don't check All it. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. If, if I got on it, I, I would probably see. But this was back in December, actually. Okay. 
So back in December, somebody who I'm a huge fan of came out of retirement, essentially. Michael Jordan. And I've been checking this this person's website on a regular basis. And just a couple of days ago, Gary Larson from the far side started creating, you know, or posting some new, new single-panel comic strips on his on his website. And I have the complete collection at home, so I'm I'm all excited to go into this big story about how he was the single largest defining element of humor in my pre-adolescent years. And my mom finally instituted a rule in the house that I was not allowed to try and explain Farside comics to her because <laughs> I kept saying like Oh, that reminds me of this one far side, and I was just going to describe it. That's all I did for like two years, right? <laughs> I knew. See, I knew all this about you. I knew that you're a huge far side fan. So yeah, yeah. and so <clears throat> you know, in that, on it was like it was late December when you know he that website went live, and yeah, I visit it at least once a week, even though I've got the books. Like it's just easy. It's like on my bookmarks bar, and um. And so, you know, as you know, you fucking asshole, because <laughs> you're not, a, you're not an asshole, but about an hour before recording, Joey texts me and says, Hey, Gary Larson's got new Farsight comics online. And I was like, man, you just, it was like the sound of somebody stepping on a glass, like <laughs> crushing, crushing my one thing that I was so excited to talk about on the podcast. Now I don't even want to talk about it. I was I was out of respect for your love. Of the I know, song. I know. I was, it was trying such to hype you up find. on things. I know you were being so nice. You were. It was just like yeah. it was. I felt seen. You know, you saw this and you thought of me because you know I love the far side. <laughs> and all the while, I just been like a rat, just gnawing on my teeth, waiting to tell you about this on the face on the on the podcast. You wanted to break the news to me, and I and I. I shit on it. Just shit on it. <laughs> Good. Now, what, that's what you get. I mean, from, that's that. That's what you get. That's karma for shitting on my intro this week. Well, <laughs> preemptive Pre- karma. Preemptive karma. That's the name. Of the <laughs> you name. knew. That's the name you of this pulled episode. up the lyrics to privatize. You were like, I bet he's not gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write down preemptive karma. That's the name of the episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I. Uh, <laughs> I uh I I love that song by the way. I love Hollow Notes and I call I, I, I call that hotline. Yeah. You know there's a hotline. Yeah, yeah, the, the Hollow Notes hotline. Yeah, it still works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I called it during quarantine. Yeah. Just to feel something. Just to have an emotion. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's your favorite Hollow Notes song? Man Eater. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, I mean, they're all catchy. they're all kind of, and I don't mean this a bad way. They're all kind of the same to me. It's like ACDC songs; they're all the same. But I yeah, like that one song they got, and I love that song. Yeah. Um. What about you? Let's try to look at a list of Hollow Notes songs. See what my favorite is. And yeah, pull it up. Pull it up. Let's let's go through a couple here. Let's see. Let's look at the greatest hits, maybe. Well, all you have to do is Google Hollow Notes songs, and it's all greatest hits. All right. Well. The very best of Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, Sarah Smile. That's a decent one. Uh, Rich Girl's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiss on My List. That's a good one. You Make My Dreams. You make my dreams come true. <laughs> Private Eyes, of course. Uh, I Can't Go For That. That's my favorite. There you go. Okay, you've done it. Oh, I, 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 
What? I wonder what he couldn't go for. Well, where was the line drawn? Uh, asking for tomatoes not to be on your burger. <laughs> I can't go for that. <laughs> no well, can do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of people who made music, okay, and it's easy to make a joke that... <clears throat> their albums may as well be a collection of greatest hits because they've got albums full of songs that are really, really good. I listened to Tracy Chapman's uh, self-titled album today. Like her first album? Yeah, her first album. And it it is both a freshman album and a greatest hits album. It is is good from beginning to end. Yeah. I I don't care who you are. It's a good album there. 1988, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's 1988. It's kind of funny because it's it feels like an album from the 90s, you know. But but also like okay, so full full disclosure, I was at the gym today and I made a bunch of people listen to it while they were weightlifting. Okay. And there's a kid at the gym who's like a really nice guy. <clears throat> um. But like I don't know him that well, and he's kind of new. And when you're new, you're—I don't know. It's like people that are new when I'm coaching are often surprised by my music choices, mm-hmm. and and it becomes a point of conversation. And this guy is the type of person that like is engaged with the music and likes to hear what I put on, but doesn't often know what it is that I put on. Mm-hmm. So like generally open-minded, but like doesn't have a big base foundation of music knowledge, just kind of like listens to songs rather than albums kind of thing. And that's not a bad thing, right? That's just, that's just describing. Yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to sound uh, like you- <laughs> IOL to us, but yeah. he, uh, he looked up at me. He's like, I, I told him, you know, who it was and what year the album was made and that kind of stuff. And, man, it sounds like it could be made today. Yeah. And he, he's not wrong. Like, you listen to that, there's a lot of music being made that sounds like that Tracy Chapman album right now. Yeah. Which is an observation. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I think, well, I think that it's a testament to how much influence she had on a lot of other artists, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, gosh, man, I cranked it. I cranked it to the max volume and was just banging to that album. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> about, you know, about three quarters of the way through, it was very obvious that everybody else was like, okay, we had our fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to move on. <laughs> it's, it's hard to squat, squat heavy to across the lines. <laughs> <laughs> you got fast car. <laughs> yeah. So what's your hype? My hype is uh, we had a little uh, virtual game night with some of our friends we hadn't seen in a while last night. Mm-hmm. So we all got on Discord and we played uh, a bunch of the Jackbox games. Okay. Familiar with those? Yeah, th- that's like an Xbox game, right? That you can play on your phone with other people? Yeah, it, it's multi-platform. So it's like we just have it from Steam, I guess. But okay. it, there's different collections of them and they're like really short games and you basically we stream this this website that has the game on it and then you can anyone from anywhere can sign in on their phone and play 
Um, oh, anyone from anywhere? Well, like I, I could have played if I was invited. Yeah, you could have played if you were invited, but you weren't. If I was, yeah, yeah, if I was invited, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but I wasn't. You don't like fun, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but you have to have a little code for the for your room or whatever, and you people sign in. But it's uh, it's pretty fun. There's there's some pretty goofy ones. Um, we were doing this one last night where you um, you draw T-shirt designs. Yeah. So you draw these just like, and everybody's just like, oh, I can't draw in there. So you draw these crappy doodles, right? And then you type in a bunch of slogans, just random slogans that you come up with. And then other people get given random slogans that were put in from the people in the group and the random pictures, and you get to match the, to make the best t-shirt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, kind of like an apples to apples function. Yeah, it's all the games are similar to an apples to apples kind of thing, and yeah. so there were some pretty funny ones. Um, of course, like most people drew dicks, you know, and, chainsaws, uh, chainsaws. I drew, I drew an actual, you know, Joey Hall chainsaw, and somebody put Trump under it. <laughs> did you? You didn't uh, decide to kind of reinvent your Iceman race T-shirt designs? Uh, no. <laughs> No, my classic pop culture reference. Those were, those were, that was it. So there was a, uh, what, a wintertime kayak race down the Columbia River in the middle of winter. Yeah, it still happens. It's on the Saluda River in Columbia, South Carolina. Still happens every year. We still do it. Some of the best t shirt designs I've ever seen connected to wintertime kayak races on rivers in South Carolina. I I was crushing that genre. Yeah, they're all pop culture inspired and to do with things being cold, surprisingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> I never had the AT-AT shirts, but I really, I was always jealous of those AT-AT shirts. The one with the AT-AT with the kayak on top? Yeah. So I, I, had re- to... I redid that shirt this year because it was the 10 year anniversary of that shirt. Yeah. Um, so I redid it this year and we like re-released it. Yeah. How many people in that race? Um, I think seventy-five this year. Okay, and and a lot of people come to watch. So there's 150 people down at the river usually for it. That's cool. So it's a decent amount, and then we have a big party afterwards and cook some barbecue and yeah, it's fun. Well, so I'm gonna move into my not the hype. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, I've been playing disc golf on a regular basis now and, you know, growing up in Tennessee and Western North Carolina, I've experienced countless tick bites in my life. You know, I mean, it's just a way of life down there. I Mm -hmm. I would imagine for somebody that spends a lot of time outside, you just find a tick on you, you pull it off. No big deal. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. It's not a pleasant thing, obviously. Um, but it just, it happens sometimes. Mostly get them many, with the dog rather than me. How many times do you think you've had a tick on you? I, in my life? Yeah. 25 times, maybe? 25, yeah. I think I'm in the neighborhood of 50s, we'll say, conservatively. Yeah. And uh, I've never really thought twice about it. Um, but I'm up here in Rhode Island now, and <clears throat> I I went you know, to this, the course that I play out on a regular basis is a horse farm. And 
it's got a lot of tall grass and usually I wear pants and, but I don't think twice about it. And about three weeks or a month ago, you know, I played on a Sunday, came home, took a shower, went to bed, whatever. Next morning I see that I got a tick on my shoulder. Now how I miss this fucking tick on my shoulder after taking a shower is beyond me. It was challenging. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't very big. It was not engorged. You know, I pulled it off or I had actually had McKenzie pull it off with, tweezers and you know we took care of it whatever i ate it and uh uh, absorb its power i checked the bite there was no bullseye yeah um which if you don't know about ticks like if you get a tick bite and it looks like a bullseye that means that you might have a tick-borne disease like lyme lyme disease yeah this is tick talk with uh jay hill and groove (laughs) we're gonna go through the different species of ticks Deer tick. Every yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pepper, will you stop naming nuts? <laughs> so I went. I just went on with my life, yeah. and um, but about a week later, I started having some residual soreness in my shoulder. Oh no! And I thought, oh, oh no, you know, like usually with Lyme disease, you have achy joints just sitting around. Yeah, and this was a little bit more connected to weightlifting but it had me concerned because it was centralized right underneath the bite yeah and uh and then i and then i i invited some friends to play disc golf and the people that i went with were like really paranoid about ticks yeah i was like it's not that big of a deal it's just ticks you know like in my mind I, i wasn't really saying much but they were like more freaked out about ticks than i've ever known anybody to be <laughs> and uh and then last week i i was talking to my business partner you know we were both warming up to start training at the same time and i told him about my shoulder and the tick bite and stuff and he just looked at me like i got like like a deer in headlights you know like <laughs> Oh, shit. What, what what are you doing? Like not, you know, getting that checked out. And, and he doesn't usually emote much, yeah. you know, he's pretty like keeps everything close to his chest. And, and he just looked at me. He's like, go to the doctor. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, and I, I still didn't. <laughs> and, but I, I went today because I just felt like, Okay, the shoulder's not getting better. You know, it yeah. continues to ache. And so I mentioned it to Mackenzie last night. And she's like, You're an idiot. That was over three weeks ago. The doxycycline, if they give it to you, is not even going to work anymore. You're going to have Lyme disease if you have it. And I was like, Fuck. Just because I'm averse to going to doctors, yeah, I've now created the situation. Doctor, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have Lyme disease. I ain't also not going to let any bitch ass tick tell me what to do. So <laughs> thank you, Joey. Yeah. I appreciate you being in my corner on this. Fuck a tick. <laughs> Fuck a tick. So I go to the, I go to the, uh, well, so, you know, I mean, it's this time during like COVID and stuff like that. I, I don't really want to go to the, yeah, no, you know, the doctor if I can afford, you know, like afford not to. So I call it the walk-in clinic because of course I'm a 36 year old white male with no fucking primary care physician because like <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's the same here. Yeah. yeah. So I call them. Uh, they're like, okay, well, you can come by, you know, at this time, like two o'clock and just sit in the parking lot. We'll call you. We'll process you. We'll triage you. And then we'll, we'll tell you to come in. So I go through that process and, and I, instead of like 
instead of weightlifting today, I went to the doctor. Yeah. And um, they finally bring me in. And it, the guy that was like, now, I, I'm not like the most paranoid person, but I was a little bit on edge because I go to the doctor so infrequently that for me to go by myself is like, okay, I need to like mentally prepare myself to go to the doctor. Yeah, I, I get crippling anxiety when I go. Just horrible. Um, I just so, I feel ill when I go. You know, right? <laughs> and now I'm going, yeah. and I'm not allowed to touch anything, and everybody's wearing a mask, and I'm like, fuck! How many people with the fucking COVID have been through these doors? Yeah, I know. I've <clears throat> and the guy <clears throat> that's like uh, doing my assessment is trying to make me comfortable. <clears throat> where like <clears throat> that only makes me more uncomfortable because yeah. his jokes aren't good yeah and uh i one of the reasons i, I don't really like to go to the doctors because I, I don't like shots i don't like needles i don't like to have my blood drawn yeah if i see it i get i get weak mm-hmm. you know if i see any kind of injury or anything like that i get really really weak and i'm just not cut out for the medical field yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> So we're sitting there talking and, and, and he, he goes through everything with me. And then the, uh, the doctor comes in to like see me and she's like, look, I, you know, we'll do the blood work, but I'm pretty sure, like, I'm certain this is not a tick-borne illness. This is either tendonitis or something with your shoulder, like where the deltoid connects to the bone, like. That's that's what you're dealing with. You need to rest your shoulder. Yeah. It's not a tick, but we're still going to take the blood. And I, in the same moment, I was both relieved and horrified that I was going to have to have my blood taken. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and so the same guy comes back in that was in there earlier, and he sits down and he, you know, he ties the rubber band off my arm and he looks me straight in the eye with the needle in his arm, or in his hand, and he goes, "All right, now I've never done this before." Yeah. And I was like, bro, that is not a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that. And then I for some reason I like I've been putting a lot of stuff on my Instagram story today. Like I just in the mood to just put bullshit out into the internet. Yeah. And so I like sit there and I, I turn my camera on to film this. And I caught him saying that joke. And then he sticks the needle in my arm. And after about 20 seconds he goes oh you've got good flow and i'm trying my best not to look at this and i'm like dude don't tell me i've got good flow I'm bleeding out in this chair oh, and then he starts telling me this story about this guy with all sorts of neck tattoos and tough look he's like and this guy started passing out on me and i had to hold him up with an arm and i was like oh, yeah, fucking stop dude yeah <laughs> so that you know that was my afternoon <laughs> so did you get the test back no, he, they said it was going to take like two or three days. Okay. So I'm just going to sit in anticipation for a, a phone call that says either I do or I don't have Lyme. But I don't think that I do, you know, because I'm familiar enough with the symptoms of Lyme and I'm familiar enough with tick bites to to be pretty comfortable. That's pretty is, rare, too. I live in, like, it's a lot I live in Rhode Island where, yeah. like, nobody gets bit by ticks here, apparently. Right. And so anytime you get bit by a tick, you got to fucking rush yourself to the emergency room. It's a whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I think Lyme disease is pretty rare anyway, right? It's like pretty something that sounds like it's sort of like rabies, I guess, where it's like people talk about it a lot more than it actually happens, I think. Not, yeah, I not mean, I saw, I saw the real happen, world but... Seattle. I mean, that's about all I know. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your not the hype? My not the hype is uh especially i don't like this anytime but especially right now during this pandemic stuff uh having random maintenance people come to my house to have to do things sure because uh our house is often cluttered so and i feel this like shame so i have to like clean up you know when they're coming even though they don't give a shit they don't care what my house looks like it's all this pressure to do that and then i got some stranger in my house for whoever god knows how long you know never know what they're actually doing and it's every summer we have uh, several of these people have to come by the termite guy and it it all seems to come around the same time well the ac guy had to come to like check the ac you know yeah and i'd forgotten about this it took me a whole year to block this out of my brain but last year the ac guy came to check it and he's a grown man you know he's probably like 28 or something he's in my house and he asked me he said, I need to go poopy in your bathroom. No. <laughs> and I'm, I should, I'm, to pardon the pun, but I shit you not. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, I, I need to go poopy in your bathroom. And it just got, I just got quiet, you know? And he didn't see anything weird about that or whatever, that he was like an adult saying <laughs> poopy. And I don't like talking about shit anyway. I'd rather try, <laughs> I, you know, I try to like imagine that nobody shits. And I, I mean, of course I let the guy go use my bathroom, but it's just fucking awkward, you know? Cause like he could have just said, I need to use your bathroom. You know, but now he's told me he needs to go poopy in my bathroom. And then the whole time he's in there, I'm like, damn, he's in there shitting in my bathroom. (laughs) I I can imagine from his point of view, trying to diffuse the fact that he's going to have to take, you know, just like a hard poop. Like yeah. it's unavoidable. Obviously, he'd rather go to McDonald's. Yeah, but he can't. He can't avoid it anymore. And so he's trying to figure out the least offensive way to ask <laughs> for your permission. And what he's done is he's he's gone and created a way too juvenile <laughs> term. I gotta put the the poo poo in the flushy <laughs> the, the flushy hole. Okay. Well, he could have just said, "I need to take a dump." You know. <laughs> Yeah, but he was trying to be professional. <laughs> professional by saying poopy. Oh, it just, it, it still scars me. So, like, so this, the AC guy was coming the other day, and I'm like, oh shit, if this guy shows up, I'm just going to pass out, you know? Like, from anxiety of having. So I'm just like, oh, please don't let it be that guy. Like, um,. And it, luckily, it wasn't that dude. It was another, you know, awkward, weird guy. But he he apparently shit before he came to my house because he didn't have to, you know. Yeah, the other guy's a plumber now. Yeah, he should have been. He wasn't a very. The other guy was not a very good AC guy either because our AC broke like the day after he left. So, yeah. 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 So that's why I, I I don't like. I hate it when when the cable people have to come or whatever. You know, I just don't want those people in my house, man. Well. Well, you know, I mean, it might be time for you to go off grid. I'm uh, well. I keep thinking about living in the woods behind my house. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just go out in the backyard and stare at those woods sometimes, and just think about myself running free back there. You're still paying rent at your house, but just living in the woods <laughs> in the back. Yeah. 
I keep threatening. I keep threatening Jackie. I'm going to go live in the woods. She's like, well, go do it. Yeah, go do it then. Well, I'm taking the dog with me. You like that kid that runs away and is just back by dinner. <laughs> I got a, I got a, a little, uh, a stick with a, with a do rag on it. Like, with, yeah. <laughs> like a, like an old timey hobo. You got a, you got a, a cheese and mayo sandwich in the, in the in Ziploc bag. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirt. Wrapped up in a rag. Yeah. Yeah. The only key, the only underwear that's ever been packed in one of those runaway bags is tidy whities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I'm just gonna go live in the in the woods in my tidy whities. So last night, Mackenzie and I we were watching a movie, <clears throat> which I'll get to. But afterwards, it was like that weird time where it was like a little bit too early to go to bed, but too late to start something long. Mm-hmm. So. She was like, well, because like sometimes I'll just like be like, okay, I'm going to go play video games for about 45 minutes or an hour and then I'll go yeah. to bed. And she's like, cool, I'm going to go entertain myself on my phone, whatever. Yeah. But she was like, I still want to hang out because she was, she'd been gone for 17 days. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I want to hang out. Let's watch a TV show. And so we turned on this TV show that we have not been binge watching, but we've been really happy to go to whenever we've got a moment like that, okay. which is like 45 minutes, just us. We don't want something big. And it's on, I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. It's called Black AF. Mm-mm. Have you seen this? Okay. Well, it's a sitcom um, based on like uh, uh, life, the life of, of Kenya Barris, who's this like Hollywood TV writer who's done, he did Barbershop. He did okay. Shaft. He was a writer on the new Coming to America. But he's done blackish, grownish. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's this like wildly successful TV writer, and this like a mockumentary about him and his wife and his five kids, and like most of it's fictionalized in the sense that everybody else in the family is a professional actor. He's the only one that's actually him. Oh, he plays himself. <clears throat> yeah, and it's okay. a point of view of one of his daughters right. who's trying to create this documentary to get into like film school. Uh-huh. And um, I, I think it's a really good TV show. I, I, I give it my recommendation, but we're watching one of the episodes last night and they reference the movie heat. Okay. And Mackenzie looks at me and she goes, I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? And it was 10 53 PM. And I immediately grabbed the remote. I paused that TV show. I went to On Demand. I rented the movie. I said, we're going to watch this at fucking 11 o'clock at night. It's like three hours long, isn't it? I know. I know. But I didn't care. I was like, this is. Oh, man. You know. It's a good movie. Good. It's a great movie. I think it's a, I think it's a top tier movie. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <clears throat> also, but I did, the last person like, on the planet. It was like Thanksgiving yeah. when you load your plate up with too much food, though. <laughs> yeah. But like at like twelve fifteen, I was like nodding out, and Mackenzie was in it. She was yeah. like, "This is really good." It is good. It is a good movie. <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, I can't finish it." So my hype's still out is whether or not we're gonna be able to finish watching it before the like forty eight hour. The rental window. goes up, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to see that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the rest of the movie in general, but most specifically that bank robbery scene. Oh, good yeah. God! What a great, what a great shot scene. Yeah. 
So <laughs> you're gonna watch it one minute at a time and do a podcast on it. Exactly. That's yeah. definitely what I'm gonna go back and start listening to that podcast. From the <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, we we watched uh, another classic, not quite as good. We watched Jaws: The Revenge the other night, <laughs> which is J- Jaws Four, <laughs> which was How a movie. It was a movie that was always on HBO when I was a kid, so I watched it a million times, but I didn't realize how bad it was until I was an adult, you know? Yeah. It is terrible. Um, We watched it because uh, Jackie's been on this kick of, like, she wants to watch movies that they've talked about on How Did This Get Made? Mm -hmm. So we watched the movie, and then we we listened to the podcast, and um, she was like, oh, Jaws of Revenge is on HBO. She's seen Jaws, but not the other two. Um, But, yeah, we watched it, and... (laughs) It's really bad. It's got Michael Caine in it. No. Yeah, Michael Caine did was not able to accept the only Oscar he's ever won because he was shooting reshoots of Jaws: The Revenge. So he got fucked twice. Yeah. Same movie. Yeah, he had to go back and shoot the reshoots, and he famously he's never seen it before, but he said that it paid for his house or something. He said, "I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I've seen the house that it built." But yeah. So we watched that. That was bad. But we watched another movie that was really good uh, called I Am Not Your Negro. And it's the story of James Baldwin. Do you know who James Baldwin yeah. is? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm a fan of his writing. I love, like, I mean, he passed away in the 80s, I guess. But um, it, it tells the story of his unpublished notes of a book he was going to do about um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Because he was friends uh-huh. with both of them, and it inter it like intersparses like current footage with footage of him, and then there's a narrator that's kind of playing him or whatever. But um, it's on Netflix. Very interesting documentary. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think any um, any kid that goes to a uh, liberal arts college and majors in English literature is going to have you know, a period of time where he's reading Baldwin mm-hmm. regularly. And so it's been a long time since I've read, you know, his work, but we read a lot of him in college and, uh, you know, it's been popping up on the lists of like movies to watch. Yeah. It, it, I think it came out about time. three years ago. Um, yeah. so it's pretty recent, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how his, his, uh, every single line of his is just poetic, you know? the way he uh, uses his words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was a freaking genius. It's just beautiful. And um, I, I love the the best parts of it are the actual clips of him in it doing interviews. He's on the Dick Cavett show and a couple other interviews throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah it's, it's definitely worth watching. Um, so what's your hype still out? My, I don't have any hype still out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, how the turntables turn. <laughs> <laughs> what you been... Well, so aside from those movies, you've been consuming anything else? Yeah, so I got into... We talked about that um, Empty Country band. Yeah. And so I got into the the band that that, that band came from. Mm-hmm. The lead singer of Empty Country was in a band called Symbols Eat Guitars. Uh-huh. And, um, which the name is based on a Lou Reed quote about the Velvet Underground, I guess. Um, okay. they were, they were known as sort of the heirs to the modest mouse style indie rock scene, you know, 
Yeah. Um, I don't think they're from the same area or anything, but they, they were compared to them a lot. And so I started listening to them and as particular their first album. And, uh, it's really good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's got a similar feel to it as that empty country <laughs> stuff does, but it's a little bit, I guess, more epic, a little bit more, you know, jangly and stuff, but it's really good. <laughs> You had me with more epic. Yeah. I was, I was like in on that because I think that was the thing I was missing from uh, the uh, Empty Clouds. Yeah. <laughs> then you said jangly. Well, I don't know how to explain it. It's like louder, you know, like. Sure. Bigger. I don't know. They they, they got them amps turned up to 11. Yeah. They turned them amps up to 11. Um, yeah. So I listened to that and then uh, I busted out an old album I haven't listened to in a long time, which is uh, one of our friend P Dog's favorite albums, which is uh, Bruce Hornsby, The Way It Is. Are you a Bruce Hornsby fan? No, nah, not really, but not actively against Bruce Hornsby. I feel like Bruce Hornsby is somebody you should be into. Okay. Because I feel like he, when I was listening to the album, and the, the way it is, is like his most famous album. It's got The Way It Is and it's got Mandolin Wind on it and. Yeah, you know, the songs that you know by him, if you're yeah. not a big fan of his, which I'm not a super fan of his or anything, I just really love that album. It's got the same feel as uh, Graceland to me by Paul Simon. Okay, uh, it's got this you know world music influence on it, um, and really focuses on the instrumentation and stuff. You know, so okay. I think I think you I think you'd be into it. Um, Sign me up. Yeah, check it out. It's uh, you know, the, the album's called The Way It Is, and the whole the whole thing's good. I was I was listening to it when I was cleaning the house in anticipation of Mister Poopy guy coming over. So I need to go poopy. I need to go poopy. I think that you would like Bruce Hornsby's more current stuff too, because he's really gotten into bluegrass. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he's like super into bluegrass. Like he's an interesting career. He played with the Grateful Dead for a while. Um, he was their keyboardist for a while. Um, and this is like after he got big on his own, you know? Yeah. And he also, well, he, he's been, uh, collaborating with Spike Lee and doing film scores for Spike Lee lately too. Really? Yeah. Because like Spike Lee is like the one guy that's used the same composer for like all his movies. Well, he did. Um, I think they've done two movies together. One is, a uh, Red Hook Summer. Which I which have I not seen, seen, but is like yep. five years old, maybe. Um, yeah, it was strange. There was an article about it, and it was just like, yeah, I was at a party, and Bruce Hornsby was there, and I just started talking to him. So now we go to Knicks games, and he does <laughs> music for me. He did. Uh, oh, he did some. He did some score on the um, "She's Got to Have It" show that Spike Lee. Okay. Has on Netflix, but. That's like that's like Nick Cave. Like I always think of Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. I don't even think about him doing anything else. But he does he does movie scores now too. Yeah, a lot. Uh -oh. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, Unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that Red Hook Summer uh, score too. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought that was the case. That Spike Lee usually works with another guy. I don't, it, and I don't know who it is. I can't yeah, remember. I, I who, either, you know, like. Uh, I'm not that much of an. We'll we'll get a text from Bill later today. <laughs> Actually, he fools. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, by the way, I I forgot to mention in the housekeeping section that I've 
I sent you an email from our neighborhood email <laughs> listserv. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, six days ago. I'm just going to read it out loud. Yeah, There's sure. a seawall. Right. So my neighborhood butts up against a beach. Yeah. And there's like two beaches and one of them has a seawall. And and early in the day, there was an email that was like, do not let your kids play on the seawall. It's breaking down and it's dangerous. And don't go out on the seawall, which in my mind is a little bit like, fuck you. I'll do what I want. I'm going to go get on the Um, seawall right now. Yeah. Somebody else emailed said another message about the wall. Sadly, a dead seal washed up on the rocks at the wall next to ours. I called the police slash animal control and they came out, but did not remove it. Dogs should be leashed even on the beach, but I know they often aren't. And I wouldn't want you to have to tangle with separating your dog from its interest on it. (laughs) There's so So. much to that statement. There's a lot going on there. There's that deep callback to the dogs on leash argument. <laughs> just, just a reminder, your dog should be on leashes. How passive aggressive. It was just that email is a Trojan horse to tell people to leash their dogs. Your damn dog. I thought that they were they were positing that the dog the dog had killed the seal, but <laughs> no. like part of me was just surprised that we have seals here. Yeah. Are they sure it was a seal? Seals to me in Rhode Island are the same as ticks to everybody else in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah, like, freaked out by the presence of a seal. So, yeah, did, we have dinosaurs here. What? Did you go look at it? No, I didn't go look at it. I was <laughs> at work. Look at Half these people, they don't do anything all day. They just walk around the neighborhood looking for problems. <laughs> I can go to work. I would have. I would have wanted to see the seal. You okay? Well, next time I see a dead baby seal, I'll be sure to take a <laughs> we, picture of it for say you. It was a dead baby seal. <laughs> next time, next time I club a, a baby seal. <laughs> well, you should have stayed off the seawall. <laughs> Don't come around my seawall. <laughs> yeah, defend the seal wall. The seal wall. Somebody, somebody else later on said. I'm in contact with Noah regarding the seal. Usually RI fishery and wildlife has no agreement with the mystic aquarium to deal with large mammals, but due to COVID, they are referring people to Noah for future reference. Here's the mystic aquarium phone number and Noah for whales, seals, and sea turtles. And then the asshole that lives across the street from me, (laughs) who's a (laughs) know-it-all. replied all and said fyi it's not n-o-a-h it's n-o-a-a and included the words national oceanic and atmospheric (laughs) association (laughs) this fucking guy Uh, let me just tell you a quick story okay because it just goes to show i okay so we moved to the neighborhood i met them they seemed all right they seemed fine like whatever and about you know about six months in, we realized they were assholes. Yeah, and, that's the um, worst because you, you've established you could have you could have protected yourself. I could have. You could you could have been more you know standoffish at first, and and then you would just ignore each other or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but there's more to the story, but I'm not going to okay. talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I w- we got invited to a dinner party. You know, people on our street and basically everybody but they the, those those neighbors were invited and uh <laughs> somebody brought them up and 
I was like, I don't know. I'm sure he's fine, but I've, I've never actually had a conversation with him. All he's ever done is talk at me, which I thought was really apt. Like the guys never said like the other day, like he knows that one of my dogs is 18 years old. Right. And I was like, I was picking up a mattress from a neighbor's house to bring it back to our other neighbor's house. Like I was helping out. Right. And we put the mattress in the bed of a truck. I'm standing on the, on the mattress in the bed of a truck and my dog who's 18 and doesn't run and doesn't go anywhere. She wandered out into the street because usually she's with me in the yard and she was like curious, right? Yeah. She doesn't run away. She doesn't go anywhere, but like granted it was a little bit shame on me. Right. Right. And so I hop out of the truck and I, I, you know, I just walk by her and I pat my thigh and she follows me back into the yard and my neighbor across the street was doing yard work. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, she shouldn't be walking in the street. Right. And I said, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I was like, she, <laughs> she usually, he goes, I was like, yeah, she's, you know, she doesn't ever really wander far. Sorry about that. And he goes, well, she might have dementia. What? <laughs> I was like, thanks. I'll get that checked out. Thanks. You fucking asshole. Like, it. why are you trying to tell me my dog has dementia? Anyway, it was like, um, it was last year. So we've been in this house now for three years and we have a sump pump in our basement. You know what a sump pump is? Yeah. Yeah. It gets the water out of there if it floods. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the guy that put the sump pump in before we moved in, the previous owner of the house, dug just like maybe three inches too deep. And so often the sump pump is like right below the water table. Oh. And so at the end of our driveway, where our driveway meets the street is where the pipe is, where the sump pump pumps water out. And in the spring, sometimes if it's a really wet spring, the pump will be pumping water out like once every five minutes. Yeah. And so what I've had to do is like go in and raise the pump, right? Just put something underneath the pump. But it was happening last year. This is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. So, so the, the pump was the talk of the neighborhood naturally. Okay, yeah. Everybody would text me or call me and say, Hey, I think you burst a water line. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just the fucking sump pump. Like, don't worry about it. And apparently this was happening before we moved in. Yeah. So people knew and they were, <laughs> so McKenzie, resourceful that she is decided to put a hose at the end of the pump where it meets the street and put that hose into a water bucket so that she could recycle that water and use it in the garden. Yeah. And the city was preparing to do a new water line on our street near the same time. And I came home one day and this asshole neighbor comes out of his house and he comes over to me and he said, you know, I called the city because our backyard keeps flooding and we think that the water line has a leak. And that's why you have a bucket at the end of your street because I got the city to take some action and they're doing a test on the water (laughs) and they're using that bucket 
And I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, what are you talking about? My wife put this bucket here yesterday. And he was in utter disbelief because he was so <laughs> sure that he is his call to the city. Like we've had all sorts of like, there was an, there was another email chain about like trying to put speed bumps in the neighborhood. So people drove slower and he was like, oh, I'm starting a petition and we're going to go down and we're going to march down on city hall. <laughs> Oh my God. And nobody signed the petition because everybody was like, I don't want speed bumps. Like, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the audacity of this guy trying to tell me that the the Home Depot bucket at the end of my driveway. He said that the city put it there. <laughs> what a jackass. Is he, is yeah. the guy married? Yeah, he's married. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What's his yeah. spouse like? <clears throat> Uh, stranger and he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's just great. They both, they're like, they have no idea. They have no idea how strange they come across. Like they, it's yeah. like, you know, people are so, I don't know. It's just so disconnected from reality that they, I remember we had a, uh, we were having a, I don't even want to say this. We were having a, 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 a kind of a party at our house. Like, by the fire like grilling out and stuff and it was a bunch of our friends and, and they just kind of showed up yeah and like nobody was talking to them. oh god so awkward oh. and i like tried to make small talk this is where we're still trying to be friends you yeah know? and they wound up leaving and just like visibly upset with us for not being gracious hosts <laughs> uh the thing about this is that makes me that is important is that knowing you i know how much those kind of people bother you the know-it-all that tells you what you're doing while you're doing it yes you know or like that tells you what you should be doing while you're actually doing it um these people bother me but they even more so bother you just because of your personality yeah it's got to be my number one yeah worst I, i would describe it as disdain it's, yeah, it's utter it's, contempt. It's contempt like, of other of of people who try to flex like that. Yeah, you know? it's worse than a tick. Yeah, <laughs> but the, my 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 part in it is that I give him that power. Yeah, you know, like I I like and that I, just makes I, you matter. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. I should. I should just let it water off a duck's back. <laughs> but no. <laughs> oh man so so i've got one consuming okay speaking to try and get back to this podcast rather than airing my grievances let's talk more about your neighborhood no no i'm, I'm, I'm mortified now that they're gonna find it but maybe they need to hear it they, maybe maybe they find it, then, yeah it'll be fine i called the city they're doing a water test yeah that's that's a yeah. it's the home depot bucket yeah you are a liar you are delusional yeah. at best. Um, <laughs> you know, one more thing. Fuck it. <laughs> like, because this guy inserts his politics into the email. Yeah. Let's serve. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, to me, there's, <clears throat> I'm for the cause. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I am for the cause. Yeah. <sighs> but nothing is more exhausting than a talking points liberal. Yeah. 
somebody that just watches Matt out at night and then uses that as their argument for the rest of the day. Like there's no individual thought. There's no critical thinking. You are just as guilty as the Fox news watcher. Right. Of just like swallowing your party's talking points. You're making it hard for the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're becoming the cliche and I swear, I swear to you on everything that is sacred Every single time I walk to the end of my driveway, I can see directly into their living room window. And I've in three years, I have never seen anything on the television other than MSNBC. (laughs) And like, that's fine. Live your life. But like, God damn, like give yourself some variety. Yeah. You know, like give yourself something to sound like other than the thing that everybody hates. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, no, no offense to Matt or MS, MSNBC, like go on, you know, get it. Well, we're going to get, I'll watch Matt Al. I like Matt Al, but like if, if I'm going to consume a, a, you know, a single dish diet of news media, then like it's on me. Yeah. Now you're right. You're right. Okay. All right. Fine. It sounds, it sounds great. So last night we watched Maddow. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> the movie that we chose to watch last night was The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. Jackie loves Pete Davidson. Um, and oh, yeah. We talked about that. We talked. Yeah. It was my yeah, trailer, was park. trailer park. Yeah. Was it good? It was, it was, it was, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Is it expensive to rent still? Because it was like 20 bucks to rent it before. Yeah, it's twenty bucks, but like that's cheaper than going to the theater. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shitting on it. I just. I just assumed it would probably go down eventually. It will go down. I'm sure it will go down, but it hasn't gone down yet. And I saw the twenty bucks. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're not going out to eat. Yeah, I'm not. That's no problem. No problem. Yeah. No. Well, I'm saying this is my thought process. Is like there is a little bit of sticker shock when it comes to writing a movie that should be in theaters, but like it should be in theaters. And so that's like, fuck it, they're, I'll throw yeah, they're, that's they're trying to recoup their cost, you know. From that's that's the way movies are going to be released over the next year, you know. Yeah. So, so I was I was I was perfectly happy with the twenty bucks that I spent. It was I think I don't know how long it was. It it was longer than two hours. Um, at no point did we think that it was too long, Oh, good. but that's the common critique of like Apatow comedies that yeah, they're yeah. too long and overstays was welcome. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought Pete Davidson did a really good, everybody in the movie did a good job. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it didn't take, it didn't have the same beats that I thought it was going to have, mm-hmm. which I think too, is a lot of like Apatow long form comedies is the reason that they're longer is because they take different story beats than normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was good. Well, I'm going to check it out. I wanted there's to check one, it out with Lauren. There's obviously, like, obviously it's funny throughout, but because it's an appetite movie, there's moments of poignancy. Mm-hmm. And there was one moment that was like, <laughs> the music cue in it. I, I don't think this is a spoiler. It was an Explosions in the Sky song. Yeah. And if you're going to try and make me cry... You slide in a little explosions in the sky. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You're a huge explosions in the sky fan. Yeah. It was really effectively delivered. It was like it was targeted for you. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> and you're also a really big uh, firefighter fan. You love firefighting. Um, love firemen. Can't, love Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Burr. I, I, I don't actually love Bill Burr. 
I think he's funny, but I think he's like one step away from Joe Rogan. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've seen him live before. Um, he was really good. And he he made fun of the guys that he made fun of the Joe Rogany guys at the show. Yeah. That's the thing. He's very, I don't think he's really like that, you know, but he has, he attracts that type of fan. But I he, think, I think that's fair. That's accurate. You know, and, I, and I, I think they don't understand him. You know, I think that they think they understand him, but they don't. And, and he, <laughs> it was pretty funny. He just shit all over them because they were like, you know, clapping for the wrong thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just shit all over them for like five minutes and then went back into his, into his routine. Have you ever seen that YouTube video of him shitting on the city of Philadelphia for yeah. 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. It's epic. It's so good. It's so, it's probably one of the best things on YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> He's such a dick. He used to do these YouTube videos where he would just walk around the town, um, on the day of his set yeah, in the town. And I watched him walk around Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah. He's just like riffing, you know, he's just like yeah. talking shit about the city. Yeah. And it's so good what he has to say about Newport, Rhode Island. He's just, you know, he's, you know, he points out to some, like, he says, so everybody's so rich here. And he points to this like huge stone building that was obviously some historic building. He's like, look at that. It's a fucking post office. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I so I think yeah, good. check out check out King of Staten Island whenever the whenever you want. You're not going to be disappointed. All right, that's good. Good to know. Yeah, I I, I I'm not a huge John Appleton fan, but I do like you know his movies. Um, I Funny People is one of my favorite by him, which not a lot of people seem to like. But have you seen that one? Which one? Funny People. Yeah. No, I think I've seen them all. Yeah, funny people. Half of funny people is great, and the other half is just mediocre. Oh. And I don't even know which which half you're talking about because I feel like I've seen that movie twice, and like both times, I just enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, I thought it was better when it was like more focused on the Adam Sandler characters coming to grips with his illness or whatever, and yeah. weaker when they try to do this thing with his ex girlfriend and stuff, you know. Okay. Okay. It just kind of yeah. like becomes, I don't know, it less poignant, I guess, to bring something up that you said earlier. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Word. Well, sweet man. Yes, good. Good episode. Jackie said last week's episode wasn't very good. So. Was it just too heavy with you, or is it because there wasn't enough me? I guess it was because there wasn't enough you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I did a lot more talking this time. She's going to love that TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> I thought you said TikTok and then it's, oh, TikTok. It's, it's a pun. It'll, it'll be great. The, the kids will love it. TikTok. We can talk about the tick, the TV show too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This has been I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 135. And uh, yeah, you can find us online or something. Email us. 
email. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Yeah, send us book recommendations <laughs> or something. Well, let us know. Let us know how you identify ticks. Yeah, <laughs> tell us your favorite tick. What species? <laughs> yeah. All right, we out. See you next time. Have a good night.